0: Welcome everyone to the College Suites Network podcast episode, uh, guys, what do we call it? Episode two or episode one since last one couldn't, what do we call it? 1.5. 1.5. Episode 1.5. Uh, I'm Nolan. I'm here with Lane and Sam. Lane, say hello. Hello. Sam? No. Well, that was anticlimactic.
1: Well, you don't know how to respond.
0: No, I, I really don't. You're really putting me on the spot here.
1: You're falling apart, Nolan.
2: I am falling apart.
1: You're in shambles.
2: You're falling apart like the Ohio State uh, football program. Oh, it's low God. In front of our eyes.
1: You're falling you apart Oklahoma? Like Oklahoma. Yeah, uh, there it lane. is.
0: There it is. We got a lot to talk about today. We have a lot of college basketball games, a lot of college basketball news. we got some more transfer portal news and some more bowl games to look at. We're not predicting again, by the way, the episode you never heard. We will not be redoing our predictions. That took forever and was probably partially the reason why we couldn't upload it. How so, about, how about, how about we know. just
1: reiterate our points on the playoff? Can we just repeat that our is points so, on the
0: playoff? That's okay by me. That is okay by me. Okay. Uh Lane, first of all first of all, Lane, you and your Western Kentucky Hilltoppers had a great weekend. Yeah. You wanna reiterate on that?
2: Uh yeah. Um of course Saturday they had the bowl game win against Appalachian State and State and Booker's own bowl. Bailey Zappi broke records, but the NCAA record for passing touchdowns and passing yards in one fewer game than Joe Burrow, which I think is cool. And basketball, of course, was a great weekend, too. Um, for Bowling Green, it probably meant a lot with all the relief and the tornadoes that they've been going through to have Louisville come into town and beat them in Diddle Arena. Great place to play. It was just it's a great weekend to be a Hilltopper fan, i say.
0: Yeah, and first of all, great gesture, by the way, by Louisville, bringing in that bus full of, uh, I don't really, I don't remember, was it toys or was it just resources? Either way, they brought in a bus full of, resources you know for victims of the western kentucky tornadoes so a great gesture by louisville and great and you know great win for western and a great gesture by western and kentucky here actually tomorrow as this is being recorded at like eight thirty-five at night but a great gesture by western and kentucky to um uh, raise money tomorrow night in tomorrow night's game at rubber arena uh, which was originally guys supposed to be kentucky and louisville but was postponed so there's that but we're gonna get. I'm gonna get to Louisville here in a second in one of these segments. But staying on the topic of college basketball, guys, we had a great week in college basketball. Kind of. I mean, there were some good games, I guess, but like, I, the most of the big games were either postponed or they were kind of blowouts, guys. First of all, I'm gonna get on this topic. Number 20, Kentucky took on North Carolina this weekend. It was originally supposed to be Kentucky and Ohio State. Ohio State had to back out after COVID issues. North Carolina stepped in after UCLA had to back out on them in the CBS Sports Classic because of COVID issues. But we, So we've got Kentucky, North Carolina. And, guys, this game was never close. Lane, what were your thoughts on this game?
2: Um, You know, UNC is always going to have great players and a great season. But this season, I don't think it's really going to work out for them. And Kentucky in this game, we really needed to see the guards step up. And I think we saw that from Severe Wheeler, 26 points and eight assists is otherworldly for a Kentucky guard this season that has been mostly dominated by their forwards down in the paint. Of course, Oscar Shibway had a big game, too. And, I mean... It was, it was seven
0: a- rebounds in seven minutes. Seven rebounds in seven minutes, man. It does not get a lot better than that, really, in the first half.
2: Yeah. And, and of course, Darsberg gets to Kellen Grady had a great game shooting the ball, too. Um but I don't see this as a huge win for Kentucky strengthening them. I see it as a more of a morale game after coming off a loss to Notre Dame. This was something that they really needed.
0: But yeah, very bad loss too.
2: to Notre Dame. But yeah, um, this game I don't think was any setback to any team. I think Kentucky went out there and they proved that, hey, we're still Kentucky. We're still, still going to contend, even if North Carolina isn't the strongest opponent. So blew him out of the water. So good win for Kentucky.
0: And what were your thoughts on this game?
1: Uh, First off, Oscar shibway like you mentioned. I don't know many people in the country that could really stop shibway shibway especially for an undersized... Well, they play him at the 5 a lot, actually. But for that size, he's a listed power forward. I'm pretty sure. For the mm-hmm. size he is, he plays so big and it's so weird to watch. It's very hard for me to wrap my head around the fact that this dude pulls 10 plus rebounds pretty much on a nightly basis and at like 6'8". That's not something you just see out of any other team really or any other player. Sorry. Um,
0: yeah, My biggest... Go ahead.
1: Yeah, UNC, like Lane was saying, UNC is not a uh you're defining win. UNC is more of a morale win. It's a great stepping stone for Kentucky. And for North Carolina, um yeah, it's not looking great. They're eight and four and they're North Carolina.
0: Eight and three. You know,
1: they're... What is that? Yeah,
0: eight and three. Eight and three. Are you sure? Yeah, I am positive. <laughs>
1: Anyway. Uh this show's broken. This show is very broken. Uh anyway, still you get my point. <laughs> Both the people that blood, are gonna be so angry. For a blue blood program at this point in the year, that's not great. Um they're not in the best position.
0: Yeah, my biggest takeaway for this game was how much better Kentucky looked after last weekend's terrible game against Notre Dame. Kentucky really looked pretty great. Severe Wheeler looked like the point guard that Kentucky needs, a guy who can beat guys off the dribble because they didn't have that last year with Devin Askew. But he looked pretty great in the game, to be honest. And uh, Oscar Sheeble still looked great. I think it was like we talked about last week or in the unreleased episode about the game against Ohio State, about how much of a proven game that was going to be for Kentucky I think this was maybe not quite as much as the Ohio State game but I think this was still big for Kentucky when it came to proving themselves and I think the fashion that they won definitely proved that Kentucky is not a bad team and they're while I don't know that they proved that they're not overrated or weren't overrated at the time when they were ranked like number 10 I think they did prove that they are legitimate and that they can compete with the best of the best but and I also do think I get a stinker for North Carolina and Hubert Davis. Not a great start for Hubert Davis to lose by almost 30 on national TV the one of your biggest rivals. I mean, not a great, great start there for him. Uh,
1: Can I another game i like a hit on, guys. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so, mm-hmm. I like to pull up, like, box scores and stuff whenever we talk about something, and uh, it... Google, naturally, has North Carolina at 8-4, and four, which is wrong. They're 9-3, according to CVS. So, I guess that's something to be aware
0: of. Thank They're 8-3, and three, according to ESPN, I think.
1: What? Why does no one know North Carolina's win I'm joking. I'm
0: joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. They had a game tonight against Appalachian State.
1: They did, which they won 70-50. to 50.
0: Yes, we are North Carolina basketball experts here on College Suites Network. We most definitely, and we take know. great pride in that. Mm-hmm. Like Leaky Black, what a great, great player! Yeah. Leaky Black, what a name! <laughs> Their game, I like to hit on guys, was a game that took place in the first game of the triple header on CBS this weekend. I sound like I'm ad- reading an advertisement for CBS when I say that but either way it was a pretty big triple header i guess at number five gonzaga taken down at number 25 texas tech 69 to 55 was the final score gonzaga i wouldn't say made easy work of texas tech but they looked pretty okay in this game lane what were your thoughts on gonzaga
2: so far um gonzaga has sort of been a team that has been a little bit unsteady so far to say the least this year um Good game on Saturday though against Texas Tech, especially for Andrew Nembhardt. Never stepped off the court, was their leading scorer, and in the game hit a couple threes that really gave them a spark. And people would say the game was close. In my eyes, it was never really close. Texas Tech never seemed like they really wanted to beat Gonzaga. Good game all around for Gonzaga. Uh, Shadongren pulled down double-digit rebounds. Um... Rasir Bolton, a name we've never really even heard. 15 points. I mean, pretty good.
0: Yeah, to butt in for a second. Texas Tech's offensive production does not scream, hey guys, we want to beat a top five team. Like, I, Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe I, there are people with differing opinions uh, than mine on this, but like, I think when you run, play the style that Texas Tech plays, I don't really know how easy it's going to be to beat a top team like that.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's made a name for himself this season, Kevin Hobenor from mm-hmm. um, Oral Roberts' transfer. Texas Tech, of course, was a star last year with Max Asmus in the tournament with Oral Roberts. And um, it wasn't really his hottest game. He didn't really do well shooting, but at the same time, no one at Texas Tech is really good at shooting the ball. Sam,
0: what were your thoughts?
1: Um. Yeah, like usual, I'm pretty pretty much the same with Lane. This game was kind of clear just showing that Gonzaga is definitely a team that we should have about where they are now at four or higher. Um also showing that Texas Tech not really that Texas Tech is it doesn't really show much negative about Texas Tech, more positive about Gonzaga beating a team like Texas Tech who is ranked 25th in the country. Um it's just kind of like a extra affirmation win for the Bulldogs. I think it's a great thing to have, if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I said in the unreleased College Suites Network podcast episode that we'll one day be mid-famous because it was unreleased. We'll have to release it on some sort of DVD track, guys.
1: Yeah, 10 years from now when we're no longer doing
0: this. Well, we have only no saw it on doing VH.
2: this. Only sell it on VHS.
0: Yes, in a flea market. On a VHS in yeah. a flea market. But like we said in the unreleased episode, uh, I think this game was kind of important for Gonzaga, improving like proving themselves as well, like Kentucky with Ohio State, the game that never happened. But I think I think Gonzaga kind of proved a point in a way. I think they looked pretty good. Jay Holmgren only scored like I think five in this game. He didn't like look great scoring a ball, but he proved that he could. You know, he could still be impactful other ways, almost like Anthony Davis when he was in college, or Anthony Davis still, maybe. But, like, he proved he could be impactful. I don't know yet that he's proved that he could be the number one pick in the draft. I still think that's Paolo Bancaro. I still think he is probably the best player in college basketball. But uh, that's just me, and I know people tend to flip flop between those two. But Gonzaga, good. It's a good win for them when, you know, 14. Against the top 25 team. So a game that we want to talk about too, or that I want to talk about at least. I didn't watch it, so, you know, bear with me for a minute. But uh game that happened actually, like, not very long ago, considering when we're recording this. Guys, Davidson just upset number 10 Alabama. Add in some sort of, like, shock music or something. I'm not adding anything I post for you. There's Please, be, come uh, on.
1: There's going to be awkward silence and you're going to deal with it.
0: You're doing me no favors, editor man.
1: And then I'm going to add it now. And then I'm going to cut it. Oh actually, God. I'm going to cut it before it ends. <laughs> and then after the point, I'm going to finish it.
0: Okay, whatever. Either way, guys, this, this game kind of leads me.
1: I just finished.
0: Guys, it's cut. Jesus Christ.
1: Don't bring him into this. Guys this...
0: <laughs> Guys, this leads me to a point, though, or kind of to something I'd like to hit on. <sighs> Alabama has looked very inconsistent lately, Lane. What do, what do you think about that? Um, This
2: game is a major setback for Alabama, especially after, in the past two weeks, beating Gonzaga. And, and Houston. And Houston, yeah. I mean... This game is a real setback for Alabama, and I didn't watch the game, but it looks to be that this wasn't an awful game for Alabama, just a great game by Davidson.
0: Yeah, I think that's a fair point. Uh, Sammy, would you like to add anything to that or not?
2: Uh,
1: I'm kind of with Lane. I don't know how much we should hold this against Alabama as far as like placement goes in the end of the season. Yeah, because considering Lane, none of none the three of us
0: watched it, yeah, considering none of us watched,
1: none of us watched it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the final score was seventy nine seventy eight. I'm trying to find what happened at the very end because it seems like it could be like a last possession weirdness. Oh, uh, it looked
0: like uh, it looked like Alabama one of their players looked like missed a uh, game tying free throw, went to okay. the line for two, missed a second one. Hey, free which throws is... win games. Sure. sure. Just, uh, yeah, that's a brutal way to lose, and on the I think Alabama, I, I'm I, I'm not gonna go as far as say they're not legit. They beat Gonzaga pretty handily. They had a big win against Houston, and but lost to Iona. I don't know how. Mm, it's not great. Memphis is probably the worst loss on their on their resume right now, though, considering how badly they got beat by a pretty not. Pretty terrible Memphis team so far, guys. It, but this Davidson game, I think I'm like you, Lane. This is probably just a great game to Davidson. It looks like. But I think we're going to learn a lot about Alabama in their game next week against Tennessee. Yeah. I think that's going to be an important game for them. Yeah. Of course Tennessee.
2: the SEC, the SEC play will mainly decide a lot for these teams like Tennessee, Kentucky, Alabama, LSU. LSU's been off to a really hot start this season. Oh they yeah, those are the. the
0: and the SEC schedules, by the way, for Alabama, Kentucky, Tennessee, are brutal, guys. They are brutal.
2: The SEC is a lot better this year than it was last year, I'll say that.
0: The SEC, I think, is probably the best conference in basketball right now.
2: Yeah. You don't find yourself forgetting about Auburn.
0: Yeah, in Auburn, yeah. yeah Auburn's They're pretty ranked, They're pretty good. Right they're, I believe, too. the
1: highest ranked team in the SEC. The top
0: 25. I, think I think LSU. I think that's be. Alabama. No, Alabama's ranked number 10. Auburn is like number Auburn's... 12. LSU is 17. 17. Kentucky's 20. Kentucky's 20. Yeah. I don't know. You guys think – here, this is off topic. Is Kentucky really the 20th best team in the country, Lane?
2: Um, they're always going to give Kentucky a generous ranking. But, <laughs> I mean, this ranking right here – Twenty for UK, they couldn't really be sitting at anything better, in my opinion. Though, this is a sort of under the radar a little bit ranking. If you want to be somewhere in the high high teens, low twenties, that's that's where I want to be. Because if you are in the top ten, top fifteen, you have a bounty on your head, and these teams will want to come after you and play. And so, I think it's a good place for teams like Tennessee, Kentucky, LSU. These SEC teams will be left there in that region. Like the big East teams who are still not the biggest threats in college basketball, but still threats to play on your schedule
0: as we sound like Kentucky stands right now. At least I sound like a Kentucky stand.
2: Yeah. You hit me with that little cackle. And I said, they'll always give Kentucky a generous ranking. Even when you know, I'm right. I do
0: know you're right.
1: Yeah. That's probably the worst part. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, Kentucky, gonna, North Carolina, do I'm going to I'm gonna have to comment on that. Um,
0: And Kansas, I guess.
1: Yeah, Lane. Mainly,
0: mainly Kentucky, North Carolina, Duke.
1: Yeah, but Lane is kind of right about the generous ranking thing. But I will say something. Kind of right, right, dude. I'm one hundred percent right. Lane, just let me live in my fantasy world where I don't have to admit it. This
0: is turning into first take, guys, and I don't want to be freaking Molly of first take sitting up here trying to
2: control this. All right, guys. Here's my Stephen A. Smith. Why is please the twentieth in the nation? Oh, oh God, the cringe.
1: Land, oh God. I, I feel like I'm just gonna put don't a big bleep that. over it. No, I'm gonna put a big <laughs> bleep over it and just like pretend you said something really, really crude.
0: This has gone bonkers. Okay, let's get back on topic, or at least try no. our best. I got some. I got a no. question, but I got a question I want to ask you.
1: No, I, I'm not done. Lana, I'm gonna start with
0: you. Okay, then go ahead. Thank you. You're welcome.
1: So uh, what I was saying, Kentucky, uh, their losses have been rough losses. Um, Duke is not Duke a bad can... loss, but Duke's a very difficult team, obviously. They're and not... a
0: difficult loss for Kentucky fans, too, considering I don't think a Kentucky fan's going to want to lose to Duke. Ever. Well, they've only
2: played three real teams, and they've lost to two of them. So,
0: That's a fair point. That's, That's fair a point. fair point. I... They don't play a real team, again. No offense they don't, they to your Westerns
2: They don't play real teams until December.
0: Well, I don't want to go that far. I, I mean, they've had some pretty brutal schedules in the past, but this year's schedule for Kentucky has definitely felt... Eh.
1: Yeah, this year is kind of a scheduling... It's just weirdness with scheduling for Kentucky. Um... And that Ohio State game would have been big for them. Yeah. Oh, it would have been. It would have been one of their biggest out of conference games they've had all year.
0: And it's not just been Kentucky either. Like, Duke really has not played any, like, except Gonzaga and Ohio State and Kentucky. They haven't had the greatest schedule in the world either, guys. Kentucky and Duke both have really had, like, they've got three games. And then they play a bunch of terrible teams. Like that's got that's kind of frustrating. Not just for like, just like their regular fans, like a regular Kentucky fan or regular Duke fan. That's frustrating for a college basketball fan that these top teams won't play these great schedules, these top programs. Like it's I, there could be so. Much. Think about Rep Arena. If they would do a home-and-home home with North Carolina or a home-and-home home with Duke or Cameron Indoor, if they would do a home-and-home home with Kentucky or a home-and-home home with, I don't know, Kansas, it would be so great, Lane, I mean,
2: wouldn't it? Yeah, and I mean, I've been saying this for years that Kentucky can't really talk about their schedule being brutal or any sort of way of difficult because the way I see it, it's okay, you play one good team, then invite ten teams no one knows about to come to referee and pay them a shit ton of money so you can whip their ass. That's what I said. Guys, guys,
0: we're gonna be guys if we get if the wrong people listen to this, we're gonna end up on Kentucky Sports Radio or something in a bad way. In like a very bad way, just getting absolutely destroyed. Yeah. Well,
1: no, we're not making points me. that
0: are wrong.
2: Do what?
1: We we haven't said anything wrong yet.
2: We haven't said anything. Like that's not true.
1: Schedules for blue blood programs are taking a significant hit in quality. It's yeah, it's terrible for the sport. It really is. Which Kentucky could be
2: playing Kansas life. right now instead of in the they middle the 12. That's going to be a great game in a great
0: environment. By yeah, the way, that's going to be great in uh, so. Allen yeah. Fieldhouse. Yeah. That should be an awesome environment. The cathedral. Should be a great, but even Kansas though, like they have. I'm looking at their schedule right now. Just you know, trying to clarify our point. They have not played a ranked team at all, except Michigan State, and they're not even. They weren't even ranked when they played them in the Champions Classic, obviously. Yeah. How is? Oh come on! Why is Gonzaga playing the best schedule and not Kansas or North Carolina or Kentucky or Duke? I
2: actually have a really good reason behind that. Gonzaga Gonz- has more to prove. Gonzaga has more to prove in these games because then they go play in the Western, like in the West Coast Conference, where their biggest match is freaking Pepperdine.
0: Crappy, in a crappy conference. St. Mary's. Oh, I'd, God. Love, I'd love BYU. to see Gonzaga
2: and basketball move to the Mountain West or the Pac-12. It would be the biggest relief for any college basketball fan. They have the money to do
0: it. Yeah, but Pac-12 won't happen because of football.
2: Yeah. They don't have
0: a football program.
2: I mean, you got to be fully committed in both sports if you want to join the Pac 12. I could see him join the Mountain West,
0: but. Maybe. I don't know. Could. I
1: know. I feel like not having or just not being really present in football is uh, definitely holding Gonzaga back, and they could move on to, to greater things and just become like just a massive massive program. They're already very huge, they're already very successful. They're already everything every other program strives to be in the past couple of years.
2: But yeah, and I don't, I don't think it yeah. I don't think has really been anything until the last 10 15 years.
1: Yeah, it's they're still new.
2: Yeah, I mean, one of their first another, big wins was in the tournament against Western Kentucky. That's really the first time I think anyone in this area has ever well,
0: had. Well, in the late 90s when they made the Elite Eight. That went against, uh, I believe it was Florida. Mm-hmm. But another point I'd like to get to, though, also on the scheduling, why is it also that like these Blue Bloods, I mean, they do, but not in the last year or so. They don't play in all these tournaments, really. Pre-season, or preseason regular season tournaments like maui and like this year the game in atlanta is probably my favorite game so far this year was uconn and auburn and that guy yeah that, guys, that like,
2: game went down to the wire That was such a good game went down and, both to of wires. Teams,
0: and both of those teams were teams that had something to prove back to that point uconn has not really been relevant since they won the title in 2014 and in auburn I'm, they've been relevant but they they're coming off a pretty rough year like kentucky and like duke but uh, it's just frustrating, guys, and I think it's frustrating to us because we're such fans of this sport.
2: Yeah, it's always frustrating me. Of course, when you're a team of a uh, smaller school like me, Western Kentucky, where you can sit back and look at these teams and say, "Wow, we play a tougher schedule than y'all do."
0: I'm never going to tell anyone my fan. I'm never going to tell anyone my fandom, because I want to make people guess.
1: Oh, it's I want them to sound like I'm a. Guess.
0: Well, no, I want to sound like I'm some sort of distressed Duke fan over the schedule, or
2: a distressed. Insane. Distressed Sam's a distressed two-lane fan. I <laughs> distressed love two-lane. two-lane. Don't they have a the two and ten started. two-lane. two-lane uh, green, no joke. He was,
0: we had to check on him. He was. He had such a freaking panic attack after they lost by five to Oklahoma. After they were upset by Oklahoma.
1: I love. Two Lane.
0: But this leads me or doesn't lead me to a question, but I do have some questions I want to ask you on college basketball, and then we I swear guys we will move into some college football. But I mean it's the end of the year, so it's a little hard. But which college basketball teams have impressed you the most? Lane, I'm gonna start with you.
2: I'll say the um, high major team was surprised the most and the mid major. I think the high I think the biggest high major team that has probably surprised me is ucla and i mean with that loss to duke it's sort of set them back gonzaga yeah but it's it's sort of set them back a little bit and i do think that i i didn't think that they'd be all too good this year even with their high ranking i thought that was a bit generous mainly because of their final four run last year and but they but they've been coming out and playing these games really really well, especially against um, teams that are ranked. I mean they beat Villanova pretty high, but early early in the season. But was a great game too, by the way. Great game. I mean they did get embarrassed by Gonzaga, but I'm surprised that UCLA might be the most consistent top five team other than Baylor. Baylor has looked pretty impressive this year. Sam, what about you?
1: Uh, On literally taking off where Lane left, Baylor is probably the team that's impressed me the most this year. And I know it's kind of weird to say, oh, the number one team in the country has impressed you the most. But honestly, they're rolling off of losing several key members of their uh, system last year. And they were just able to kind of move with it, if that makes any sense. It's also a testament, by the way,
0: to Scott Drew and how great of a coach he is. I really think Scott Drew is one of the best coaches in the country. It most
1: definitely is, and I was going to say that in half a second, but thank you, Nolan. Um, You're welcome. Baylor... My Joe. Baylor really... uh, They beat Villanova, and it wasn't... From the score, at least, it didn't even look very competitive. Like, I think Baylor is just one of those teams this year, they could end up being one of those teams. I don't want to speak too soon, because the season's still very young. They could end up being one of those teams that can just roll through anybody. And I think it, it's not unreasonable at this point to say that Baylor has a very good shot at, at winning it all.
0: And then... I was, I, a, Yeah, that's a good point.
1: A thing I would say watch out for, um, January the 1st, Iowa State, Baylor... Iowa State's number nine. It's Baylor's second uh, top ten matchup. They obviously played Villanova. That is where I think you'll probably see what type of team you're going to get the whole year from Baylor. That's their second top ten matchup, like I said, January 1st, Iowa State.
0: Yeah, I I was going to say Baylor, but Samuel, you took my answer. But... I just, you know, I'm going with, but I guess for me it's Purdue guys. Purdue's yeah, I was, I really was, was going to
2: say that Purdue's been pretty good
0: too. Purdue has looked really good. They've got a pretty good win against North Carolina when North Carolina was ranked. They beat uh, Villanova at home. They got a, they dominated Florida State, which is a pretty good win. It, they didn't Purdue right now, if it wasn't for a fluke shot lane.
2: Yeah, I mean they're just they're one. They're one full core buzzer-beater for being the number one team in the nation. That's how I'm seeing it,
0: too. Yeah, I think they should be the – yeah, most odds are that they should be probably ranked number one right now. I'm not going to say they should be because I think Baylor has looked like the best team in the country because I think they are the best team in the country. Another team, though, that has impressed me, actually, Iowa State has surprised me after how terrible of a year they had. But Iowa State and, was
2: awful last year.
0: And I know we just went on a rant about how terrible scheduling is for Blue Bloods, and their scheduling ain't that great either. But, I mean, come on, anything anything like what Iowa State's doing right now is just great for them and for their fans because they were so terrible last year. So, and then this leads me to my next question. I'm going to start off on this one, actually. Which teams have disappointed you the most? And I'm going to start with this one because I feel like it's going to be someone's. Someone's answered, but I've been so frustrated by them so much so far that I won't answer. Michigan. Guys, Michigan has frustrated me so bad this year. They should be so much better than they are. Like, I don't know. They 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 could have won a national title last year. I mean, they should have been in a Final Four, really. They, they had no real business losing to uh, UCLA. I mean... They came into the year ranked, I think, like number four, which was, I mean, rightfully so based on what we got last year. But then, you know, they started their year off with wins against, I think it was like, I don't know, Buffalo and someone else. But then they lost at home to Seton Hall, which Seton Hall looked like first, like it was a bad loss. But it's really not. Seton Hall is a pretty solid team. Then they beat UNLV. Then they got pounded by Arizona. Arizona beat up on them that whole game. I watched I remember I watched that game. And then the worst loss probably on here. Uh well, second worst. The team that just got obliterated by Kentucky. North Carolina, they lost like by 20 to them or 72 to 51 was the final score in that game. They got destroyed by North Carolina and made people believe in North Carolina guys. That's how bad it was, Sam. Like if you lose so badly that it makes people have hope that North Carolina basketball is going to be good this year, like, that's really damning in a way. But then they go on this little winning streak, like two games in a row, and then they lose by 10 to Minnesota, a bad Minnesota team, really, for the most part. Well, no, that's unfair of me. They're actually pretty okay. Now, i got to take that back so that no one says, well, you don't know anything about college basketball, but they weren't great last year, and they have a new coach. But they lose to Minnesota by 10 at home. (sighs) Guys, I mean, come on, what's up with Michigan? I mean, I don't know what's going on. I think Juwan Howard's a solid coach for the most part, but I think Michigan has been my most disappointing team in college basketball this year. Lane, who's been your most disappointing team?
2: Um... This might come as a surprise, but I'm going to have to go with Oregon. I mean, they were Pac-12 champions last year, yeah. and now they're sitting at 6-6. Six and six. And they had a great, great showing against Baylor. Back BYU owns them. Yeah, I mean, BYU crushed them. Um, very close losses to Arizona State and Stanford. Um, Any loss Arizona State is bad. And, uh, and they got pounded by Houston. Of course, Houston's a ranked team, and then beat by St. Mary's pretty easily. But Oregon, I expected a lot coming in from them this season. I thought that they were going to be a team that would contend with uh, UCLA for the Pac-12 championship, and they haven't. They've really let me down, and there's nothing really we could even say about it. They've just not been great this year. I think we can all agree on that.
0: Tim, who's been your most disappointing team?
1: Um, this is gonna be a little bit weird to say considering the last game they played, but I'm gonna have to go with Memphis. Yeah. And so Yeah. Yeah. Somebody had to say it. Memphis right now is sitting at six and four. So they went on a five game win streak, they beat Tennessee Tech, NC Central, St. Louis, Western Kentucky, Vatec. Then they get to their four-game losing streak, which had all their losses, and this is just for a team with a recruiting class like bad. Memphis, It should not happen.
0: Georgia, they Georgia. Lost to, they lost to Iowa State, <laughs>
1: who we've already established as a good team, so that's not a bad loss. They lost to Georgia. Georgia. They lost <laughs> to Georgia. Now
2: the Georgia loss was only to by the three. team that Anthony Edwards was on. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! They lost to the Anthony Edwards school. The Anthony I know. Edwards school. They're, they have a basketball team? I know, right? Stetson to play point guard for them, too. Hey, JT Daniels, best lockdown for the nation.
1: Yeah, he gives everyone
0: COVID. Oh, I <laughs> told
2: you he was going to say that.
1: <laughs> now, uh, serious note, JT Daniels uh, allegedly has COVID, which, sum everything up, isn't great uh, for uh, Georgia football right now. Because uh, it's just a COVID scare, and COVID scares aren't good. Obviously, A for the well-being of the players, and B for uh, just the competitive nature that Georgia's at right now. Football-wise,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. But... Prayers to JT Daniels and to the Georgia football team because you know we don't want to see them, you know, have to forfeit a game or anything like that, or Definitely. JT Daniels anything it's... bad to happen to him either. We don't want to see that.
1: Now, back to segue back to uh, – uh,
0: Memphis lost to Georgia. Memphis.
1: <laughs> Memphis lost to Georgia. Memphis then lost <laughs> to Memphis then lost to Murray Earl.
2: State. Then they had a good <laughs> win, actually. They had a very Murray good State, win. Murray State, though, Murray State is not a bad loss. It, of course, sucks if you're Memphis and you're Penny Hardaway. But you for, have Amani Bates and
0: Jalen Duran on the same team. Bates that really who, looks
2: bad. you have money Bates who days before the season said, I'm the best freshman in the nation and then fails to put up five points a game.
0: He's never he's never watched any tape of himself before, has Because
2: No. There's no way he has. I don't think he's even he, seen himself in a year. He looks terrible, guys,
0: right now. He looks horrible.
2: He's shooting an impressive thirteen percent clip from the three point line.
0: Jalen Durin has actually been pretty solid so far though really yeah, he's but like i think he'll, he'll be a top pick still but imani Bates, guys oh god
1: so i'm very fortunate to have these two people here to iterate all of my points for me about 10 seconds before <laughs> i'm about to say them thank you thank you both um,
0: free country what i was saying for the most part you
1: shut up you can't exercise your rights here this is my discord
0: <laughs> well i no no hey i'm the host uh, i'm editing Oh my God! He's the he's the owner of
2: the podcast, though. So he can delete the whole thing if he wants, and no one will. Ever he answer. definitely could.
1: It's all on. It's on my. It's on my SSD. Then
2: there like, will be two unreleased
0: episodes. <laughs>
1: um. Anyway. Uh, the last game Memphis played, which is unfortunate, but the last game they played was December the fourteenth, which was a good win against Alabama. But I feel like that doesn't. I don't think that's that was a enough. bad game for Alabama. I, I was going to say that that I don't think that's quite enough to justify the four losses, which not all of them are bad. Iowa State is not a bad loss. We've already seen they're a good team, but for a team like Memphis, Memphis has the recruiting class that, to where they should have been the number one team in the nation this year, and they are far from it. They're six and four, unranked. I'm pretty sure. I mean, and I'm just sad. That on December the eighteenth they couldn't play Tennessee because that would have shown us kind of everything. Also sad that today they couldn't play Alabama State because that also would have shown us uh, if this team is really legit if they can beat Alabama State. Oh
0: yeah, if you beat Alabama State, you beat Alabama State. You're a good team. Alabama
2: State. Kentucky should reschedule for Alabama State. you beat Alabama State. They're an amazing team now.
0: That means they're good. Watch out, UK. Watch out! Have
2: you seen Alabama State schedule this year? I know this is off topic, but if you just pull <laughs> up their schedule, you want to talk about the brutest schedule in college basketball history? Just look okay, up Alabama hold, hold State on. basketball. Hold on. Let history. me do that. No, but
1: my yeah, problem with that. Alabama State yeah. is if like, like they lost to Murray State. If they can't beat Alabama State, then we know they're really far down. But I mostly just want to just mention that it's uh, that it got postponed. Wait,
2: they didn't play. They didn't play UC. I swear to God, they played UCLA. I don't know, but they, their next game's against
0: Texas, and they play Texas Tech right after that. Yep. Anyway, and they've played Iowa State. <laughs> That's a pretty brutal schedule. The, so, um, Why is Kentucky not playing that? All right, go ahead, Sam.
1: What I was going to say again um, Memphis will go from December the 14th, where they beat Alabama, to December the 29th, where they're going to play the Green Wave Tulane. My oh favorite God. team in any oh, They'll go that
0: entire
1: time. Team Oklahoma single, could barely beat in football. They'll go that entire time without playing a single <laughs> game of basketball. And it's, that might be even more worrying than the pre-existing record. Because you're not getting those two games that they're completely missing to develop
2: on. Dude, Tulane got beat by Southern University and Charleston.
0: They couldn't. And Southern can even beat Kentucky.
2: They've played Charleston twice, and got beat twice. Hey, brutal! What a just, brutal, it's, it's just a what a brutal schedule!
1: It's just a down year.
0: They're, they'll be back. They'll
1: they'll be back. For. They beat
0: Drexel. Yeah, it's a struggle. They, in case you don't remember, they almost beat. They almost beat Oklahoma in football. In case you don't remember. Okay, so let's move on, though, guys. That was a great discussion, by the way. Let's move on to some football. I'm sure a couple people are going to hear that, even though I think basketball is almost becoming the hot topic, except for playoff stuff. Guys, let's talk about some transfer portal stuff. First of all, I think one that we particularly are very surprised by, Bo oh, Nix is going to Oregon instead of UCF, which in episode one, the unreleased College Switch Network podcast episode, we all thought that Buggs was going to Central Florida because obviously Gus the man who recruited him to go to Auburn, is at UCF. So it really, guys, uh, Lane, what's your thought?
2: Um, really surprising. I don't know why he'd go to Oregon, especially with the exit of Mario Cristobal to Miami. You would have thought that it was inevitable for him to go to Central Florida.
1: Know, so this was really
2: a shocking move, and I hope the best for him. I hope he goes to Oregon and shatters every record that Bailey Zappi doesn't hold. Wish that for every quarterback, but, I mean, I okay. hope he does good. It surprised us, and especially for a dude that is the has been the face of Auburn for the last three years, to do something this surprising, it's pretty weird. Sam?
1: Two words. Kenny Dillingham. Do those words mean anything to you?
2: Yeah, they mean a lot to me. <laughs> yeah. He was my mentor in life. you really think those words have no me? <laughs> well, He's the well. new Dillingham. offensive coordinator do you know, at do you know Kenny Dillingham
1: was Bo Nix's freshman offensive coordinator at Auburn.
0: Oh my God, I did not think about that. I don't think he, was. Of it. he was, though. That is important. Sam's got a good point here. Come on, Sam. You're on a roll.
1: I'm so excited I finally said something correct. But no, it makes more sense, and we just completely forgot about that. That's really all I've got to say. He went there and probably just be reunited with this former offensive coordinator and his QB coach. Because oh or,
2: or he really likes the name Kenny Dillingham, just wants to go back to him because he cannot resist. Or he him.
0: looked at or looked at Dan Lanning and thought, you know what, defensive first coach? Yes, I'll take that so I don't have to What's do it? as much.
1: <laughs> Did you just call Bo Nix lazy?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I have no sources telling me that he's lazy, but I'm calling him lazy just because ha ha. It made a, good, made a good joke. But no, seriously though, this was surprising. I thought he would follow Gus to UCF. Good news for Joey Gatewood though, like we talked about in the last episode. Wouldn't that have just been the worst luck for Joey Gatewood?
1: I know. He would have gone he would have gone from getting beat out by Bo Nicks at Auburn to then transferring to the UK just to get beat out by was it Levis that beat him out?
0: Yeah. It was Terry Wilson and Will Levis at Wilson Kentucky. And
1: Levis. And I think actually even um Bo Allen.
0: Allen or whatever his name is, yeah.
1: Um just to transfer again, uh, and if it if it had gone the way we originally thought, to be beat out by Bo Nix <laughs> again. Again, that would be so
0: funny. That would be horrible. Horrible. I would, really, I would actually feel for the dude. I would, too. I would probably I, cry. No, I, I don't anymore, though, considering the fact he'll probably be the starting quarterback at Central Florida next year.
2: Good for him. Yeah. Good, for Unless him. Dylan Good job, Joey.
0: Unless Dylan Gabriel's, Gabriel's Gabriel. gone.
2: Like, I mean, he's, at, no, he's, he's at, UCLA, at UCLA now, though. He's at UCLA now, and then Bo Nix is at Oregon now. So they're going to be in the same conference, and they're going to play each other, and that's going to be the battle. And whoever loses that has to go back to Central Florida and beat out um, Joey Gatewood. That's, <laughs> yes. that's a good bet.
0: Real quick, guys, I want to make this quick because we are kind of pushing time a little bit for what we would probably like. But Keaton Slovis to uh, pit uh, Lane,
2: what are your thoughts? Quickly. Uh, Slavis was not not good at USC this year. Of course, coming into the year, we thought he was going to be like a sensational, would end up becoming a first-round draft pick or a second-round pick. But with the exit of Kenny Pickett at Pitt, of course, declaring for the draft and will most likely be drafted 100% in the first round, um, was really been outstanding this year. And it's a fresh start for... Um, Slovis, after a sluggish season, to say the least, at um, Southern California. Did he get injured, or did he get, um, or was he just benched? I think he
0: was just benched. I'm not really sure.
2: It was really rough Jackson
0: Dart. Jackson Dart took over.
2: Yeah. And Dart was even worse, so.
0: I think he's going to, I think, off topic, I think (laughs) Dart's going to flourish under Lincoln Riley. Possibly. Lincoln Riley's a great coach. That's one of the biggest hires, probably in college football history. If we're being honest for a second,
2: especially modern.
0: Yeah, that's that's an insane hire still. But Sam, what are your thoughts on Keaton Slovis to Pitt, or do you have any?
1: Honestly, it's one of those things I just didn't pay attention to. There's a handful. There's there's more than a handful. There's a lot of things I just don't really pay attention to.
0: Yeah, I think it's something that happened. We'll you know yeah. we'll see if he's able to developing like if they're able to develop him like they did Kenny Pickett who will probably be the first quarterback taken in the NFL draft
1: yeah I'm curious to see where Pickett ends up at in the NFL and I'm, cu- I'm intrigued and ready to watch him go pro
0: that will be an inter- yeah that will be interesting to see how legit he is because I'm actually I've actually bought in on Kenny Pickett I'm on the Kenny Pickett hype train
1: yeah I'm standing in the middle ground I don't all right have real la- opinion on him.
0: one last chance trans- one last transfer portal talk uh Ohio State quarterback Jack Miller going to Florida. Uh, Jack Miller was the backup quarterback for most of his time at Ohio State. So, uh, Lane, what are your thoughts?
2: I uh, don't really have much to say here other than Ohio State's had transfer portal issues this year where it's almost yeah, becoming a free agency. Their- it's almost becoming a free agency to take a quarterback from Ohio State yeah. now. And, but. Quinn Ears and Jack Miller, I believe they're doing the right thing because, what, isn't C.J. Stroud going to stay? Stroud's,
0: yeah, Stroud's going to have probably about a year or two left.
2: Yeah. And
0: he was very good. He was
2: very good. He was very good this season. And I think that even, even though they might never see playing time, these quarterbacks leaving Ohio State were making the right decision for themselves. But going to Florida – I don't really believe is a great opportunity to flourish, but
0: yeah. Hold on, I'm gonna jump in front of you, Sam. Though it makes doesn't it make you wonder what Anthony? What are they doing with Anthony Richardson? What is Billy Napier's yeah. plans a quarterback? They got Richardson. Is Richardson gonna stay, or is Richardson gonna transfer? Because is Billy Napier gonna want Jack Miller? Or is he gonna want Anthony Richardson? You know. Yep. Yeah. It's a real – I think it's going to bring up that question for me. I, I wonder. I think – I mean, you know, we'll have to wait and see with that one because, you know, Richardson hasn't announced anything like that. So, right now, just take it with a grain of salt, I guess. Sam, what are your thoughts?
1: Um, It's interesting to see Auburn and Ohio State both having people just kind of leave, if that makes any sense, just with dip. the transfer portal. It's really yeah. these two schools specifically that have been, that that's been like the most uh, prominent. Um, I don't want to speculate, so I'm really trying to tread this lightly. But that's two quarterbacks. All I'm saying. Yeah,
2: two quarterbacks gone from Ohio State.
1: Yeah. Yes,
2: two
0: Ewers and Miller. Yeah.
1: I don't want to speculate, but either something is happening with in the quarterback scene. It's very competitive at Ohio State, or there's some sort of negative thing, some sort of negative chemistry between the – I don't know.
0: I think it for the most like part, it's, it's just they don't want to be – I think for the most part, especially for Jack Miller, they don't want to be behind C.J. Stroud.
2: Yeah. yeah I mean, as soon as um Quinnura stepped on the scene at Ohio State, we all knew that he was going to not he stay He was going to take
0: over, and Jack, Mill, and Jack Miller – Jack Miller was never going to be the starter. No, oh, yeah. For Ohio State. Yeah. Quinn Ewers was the next man up if he stayed at, uh, after Peter Stroud. Obviously that didn't happen. Jack Miller, uh so Jack Miller I think was probably you know Yeah, I'm gonna assume Jack Miller was probably had that idea in his head already.
1: Yeah, but my point lies more that both him and Quinn Ewers left. Are they planning to do something like really big? Or is it just like a negative thing happening with maybe I don't know. Just maybe something at the QB position. I, I really, I don't want to speculate, but I, I'm speculating I a speculate. little. I'm speculating, yeah. But I'm speculating a little bit. Um,
0: that should be. Yeah. It's a
1: weird anomaly, and it's something that's intriguing me.
0: All right. So one last thing, I guess for the show, uh, we are we do need to reiterate on our playoff hopes or not hope but our playoff predictions in a way i want to do take a quick look at this matchup first of all we are going to do predictions by the way for only this first of all we got number one alabama number four cincinnati number one alabama and has had quite a path to the playoff they've looked pretty good they've looked great at times they've looked pretty bad at times they've looked okay at times they've looked I don't know. They've been all over the place. They've been quite messy. And Cincinnati has had a totally different path. Like They've done what they've hoped to prove to people that they could do. That is make the playoff. So, uh, Lane, who you got in this matchup?
2: I have Alabama beating Cincinnati by a fairly, fairly, fairly large amount. And I think we all know this, but... Take
0: that, Cincinnati.
2: Yeah, we all know this that they're gonna beat him. but I'm still really hoping to see a good performance from guys like Desmond Ritter Jerome Ford. I mean, I hope Jerome Ford runs all over the teeth of Alabama's defense, but also hope that Jamison Williams um, absolutely destroys um, Sauce. What, what a,
0: yeah, what a player! By the way, to you know, come out of the transfer portal from Ohio State too. Yep,
2: and I really hope. That, and they'll lead a big game on defense from um, South Gardner. has a lot to prove for being in the playoff now. I think he's – I'd like to say he's one of the best um, defensive backs in college football with his aggressiveness and the style and the skill that he plays with. But when it's all said and done, I think Alabama will win this game pretty easily.
0: Damn who you got. Reiterate, I guess, on what you said in um, episode one. In
1: episode one, this
2: now episode one. Unreleased. Nine. Oh, no. Unreleased episode. Only on VHS at your local flea market. Only on VHS at
0: your local flea market.
2: It doesn't even have a title. It's just wrapped no. in duct tape with Sharpie on it that says, watch it. episode one.
1: It's not even in your local flea market. It's just in a random one somewhere. You
2: can't yeah. You can go find it. There's only one copy.
0: <laughs> in a rural town in Kansas. Even though we don't live in Kansas.
1: are <laughs> sending it to Kansas.
0: Let's convince him <laughs> that we
1: yeah, we have to convince
2: them we live in Kansas.
0: Yeah, we live, man, this this field up in my house looks pretty Boarded, great.
2: Bored a Jayhawk, die a Jayhawk guys. <laughs> guys, guys. I'm
0: guys. a I love Kansas. Kansas well, football, man, they rule.
1: You know something interesting about Kansas? We
0: almost beat Oklahoma. You
1: didn't hear a fun fact about our great state?
0: It doesn't exist.
1: It's it's also flatter than an IHOP pancake.
0: That's true, too. That all right, but really, sure. though, Sam, who you got and why?
1: Um, I'm going to take Alabama. Okay, look, this is not a disrespect thing to Cincinnati because I feel like there's a very real reality where Cincinnati could show up and beat them. But if we get the Alabama team that beat Georgia, there's no one in the country that can beat them.
0: No. No, not at all. I'm going to take Alabama.
1: Except Tulane, actually,
0: yeah. Except Tulane, Tulane only lost by five to Oklahoma. Tulane, Tulane wouldn't have well. any
1: problems actually. Tulane would walk up and like, uh, and like like Nick Saban would turn around. He would turn around and get paid for. The They're the most assertive
2: football team ever known. They will walk up to you and slap you and say play me, and then they'll beat them by fourteen.
0: I'm gonna take since I'm gonna take Alabama in this game. I think though, I- I'm a little more. I'm not gonna say pessimistic about this game but i think if we if we get the alabama that played georgia obviously this game's over before it starts like cincinnati has no shot if we get that team if we get the alabama team though that played lsu that played texas a&m that played auburn especially the alabama team if we get the alabama team that played auburn cincinnati if they play pretty great i think cincinnati will have a legit shot if they get the Alabama team that played those teams, like Texas A&M and Auburn. And, so I think if we get that, it's going to be a coin flip.
1: I'm going to add yeah. on to my point. If we don't get the Alabama team that played Georgia, I'm not sure. Or if Let me let me rephrase that. If we don't get the Alabama team that played Georgia, uh, Cincinnati's probably winning. I'm more confident. We need to, that's good we need point. Point. probably good point. We have guys. still
2: not seen... I mean, some people could argue that the Georgia game was his Heisman moment, but we have not seen those true Heisman moments from Bryce Young. We just know the stats and what they've gone through this year to get to that and point. And he's
0: very good, first of all.
2: Yeah, Bryce and Young we, is we, very good. Yeah, Bryce Young. Bryce Young he's is the Heisman winner. Yeah, and I really hope that we see some great moments from him in this game in that he puts on a show. And if, of course, they win, I hope he gets the National Championship and puts on a show. For the people doubting the Heisman and saying, oh, Kenny Pickett should have won. Kenny Pickett also fakes lines on Wake Forest.
0: Or C.J. Stroud. I hate people who say C.J. Stroud should have won. Or Aiden Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson especially. My God, the Michigan fans who have been saying that for the last two weeks. Speaking of... Aiden Hutchinson shouldn't have even been in over Will Anderson. I'm not even, like, I'm not any Will Anderson fan or anything.
2: I hate Aiden Hutchinson.
0: I kind of agree with you on that. Arguably the greatest. The average quarter... should have been
2: the high Greatest quarterback to ever do it.
0: Well, statistically speaking.
2: From a certain Statistically speaking, he's best the season quarterback ever. to ever do it. Best season,
0: season ever. It's true. All right, so next up, guys, we got number two, Michigan, and number three, Georgia. Number two, Michigan's path. Uh, very weird. Underdog, uh, underdog season this year by them. They've had quite the story. Jim Harbaugh last year, people wanted gone. They wanted him fired and people were kind of shocked that he, was, he wasn't he was fired. And so coming into the year, this was a make-or-break time for Jim Harbaugh. And, well, I mean, obviously, things have gone great for Michigan this year. They finally beat Ohio State. Jim Harbaugh finally got the job done there. And they're one play away, really, probably one fumble away against Michigan State from being 12-0 and 0 right now. And, you know, in the playoff, probably number one at that point, too. But then... Number three, Georgia's had an entirely different route, except, guys, take away the Alabama game. Act like that didn't happen for a second. Georgia, there may have – has there ever been a more dominant team in the regular season?
2: I don't unless know if you can – like Unless you're talking about, like, the 2005 USC Reggie Bush team or anything in the college football playoff era, No. By god Definitely the play era. yeah BCS I don't know there's teams that could be up there like that USC team or the um, shoot I forgot what team but they were really good one year just like every year has a really good team but
1: yeah in recent memory I can't think of a team that has done that has had a better regular season than Georgia has with the exception I mean, of the Alabama someone,
0: someone would say probably Alabama last year but like Unlike – that's a fair point, but, like, unlike, I think, Georgia this year, I don't think Georgia's ever had a game this year. Or I mean, actually, that, was close.
2: that LSU Joe Burrow team I think is one of the most – No, we'll we can't but they didn't it. have
0: – but Georgia has not had a game really – maybe outside of Clemson, but she never felt close. That was close. Alabama almost beat LSU that year. Yeah. And LSU almost lost to Florida. They almost – they had a few games, actually, they could have dropped. Yeah. Texas. I, don't th- I I think really playoff in playoff like since the playoff I think Georgia might be the most dominant team mm-hmm. or dominant regular season except at Alabama game. <laughs> Guys, that Alabama game was bad for them. So, Lane, that brings me to the question. Who you got?
2: Uh between Michigan and Georgia? Yeah. I'm going to take Georgia in this one mainly because that defense is so dominant. And I don't think Michigan's faced a defense quite like that all year. Oh, other no. than other than Michigan State, who had a pretty pretty good defense this year, I like think number one in the Big Ten, yeah, right? a
0: pretty good defense that allowed fifty six points against Ohio State.
2: Yeah, and I mean, they, it's really inevitable that you're going to see what we will like to call the rematch in the college football championship, and I'd love to see it, and I'd love to see a great team, a great great performance for both teams. And I really don't think Michigan has what it takes. John Harbaugh has given what it has to prove this year. And really, I don't think that um, – I don't think he has anything left to prove after this year. Of course, he's going to stay next year. But this win would only strengthen him, but wouldn't beat him down. Of course, as I got that win over Ohio State. But Michigan – has two great running backs, too. Of course, um, Hassan Haskins and there's um, another guy, really good, really fast, absolutely torched. forgot what team it was, but he was really fast down the sideline. But mainly other than that, I don't see any outcome where Michigan beats Georgia with how dominant Georgia's been. I'll take Georgia by like three touchdowns in this one.
0: damn
1: I'm taking Georgia. So as Lane mentioned, Michigan hasn't played a defense this dominant all year. And like Lane said, again, I, I love reiterating Lane. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like Lane said, uh, Michigan State was probably the closest they've come. And Michigan State defense is nowhere near Georgia defense. Yeah. And no. No, no, no. And they lost to Michigan State. So all I'm saying is, like, I don't know. I've never seen a team I take that back. I don't I don't want to say I've never seen a team as dominant as Georgia in the regular season because of the Alabama loss, which we mentioned. But I I just don't know. Georgia is such a Georgia is such a great team. With the exception of that Alabama yeah. loss. I'm not it's so hard to decide how much we should judge them based off that Alabama loss. But we can't forget uh, that before the loss Georgia was easily the number one team in the country and one of the best teams we've ever seen. We can't just write that off because of one loss. And I am not a Georgia fan. I want to reiterate that point. I'm not being like a Georgia fanboy. Am I being an SEC fanboy? Probably.
2: But, I I don't know. There's no way you can deny at least one SEC team in the championship every year.
0: No. I'm going to... I'm gonna take Georgia. I honestly think Cincinnati, Alabama, for me, is more of a coin flip than this game. That's I know Michigan fans have been who have been obnoxious lately. Take that Michigan fan. It's gonna probably if they hear this, they're gonna probably be like, "Oh, you're just hating on Michigan. You just can't stand Michigan. You just hate Jim Harbaugh." It's like, okay, okay. I'm hating on Aiden Hutchinson too because he had no business being a finalist. They had no business being Heisman. a
2: finalist for the Heisman with like twelve sacks. Okay. When Will
0: Anderson basically doubled his stats for the most yeah. part. But uh I'm gonna take Georgia in this one. I think Georgia gets the national title too. I think they get their win back against Alabama. I'm not asking for an in depth, you know, analysis of what that game would be like, but uh Lane and Sam, who you guys think is winning the title.
2: Alabama.
1: Yeah, Sam. Wait. We all predicted the same matchup, Alabama Georgia, and I think, I think it's going to be very interesting. And honestly, for me, it's down to a coin flip. But I think maybe Alabama, if they if they show up and play the same way they did against Georgia, and that really is the question for Alabama in the playoff: is can they show up and play the same way they did against Georgia? If they do, they are winning the entire championship, no questions asked.
0: Yeah, uh, they'll do to Georgia what they did to them in the title game. Yeah. Because Georgia's offense is not good enough, I don't think. Really hang with them. Well, thank you guys, and, I, and thank you to anyone who listens. Probably a couple of you, maybe. If you find this
2: in 20 years at a flea market, I'm sorry we didn't release that this one.
0: Sorry. Sorry, guys. Well, thank you for joining us. It's been a great time. We've had some great discussions. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you next time. This has been College Suites Network.